Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And now, are you effing kidding me with JoJo from Juries? We started the week with MAGA's melon-hued messiah, promising that he would, God forbid, if returned to the White House, repeal the Affordable Care Act, whereas some people refer to it Obamacare. And if you're asking yourself if this is Groundhog's Day, that's because he literally promised that he would do that for the better part of 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, and then stopped in 2020 once the pandemic hit. And he never repealed it. He also promised to replace it with something beautiful. Believe him. Obviously, that didn't happen either. But now he's promising, again, just to reveal it, just to end it, just to take it away. Sorry, diabetic grandma. Sorry, son with the heart condition. Sorry, wife with a high-risk pregnancy. No health care for you. Why? Because he doesn't care. Because Republicans don't care. They don't even pretend to care. So I started asking myself after seeing story after story all week long like this, what it is that voters think Republicans will do for them or are doing for them. Because they keep telling them they want to take away their health care, their Social Security. They want to give the richest tax breaks. They want to take all their social programs away. They want to stop feeding starving kids. Hell, they want to send kids to work. They want to dismantle public education. They want to put religion in schools. What is it that the voters think they offer them? Because while the Democrats are trying to make sure that we have a funded government and advocating for making sure that we have health care and that maybe aid goes to Ukraine and Israel, Republicans right now are expelling one of the many, probably expelling, criminals in their midst or Santa. And oh, by the way, they're subpoenaing the president's son because of his bogus laptop. And they're trying to feature every John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt with a D next to their name. <laughs> That's what they're doing with our tax dollars. What, what are they doing for the American people? I mean, it's confounding to me why anyone would vote for them. And these questions make this week's guest perfect because she asks the questions too. And then she calls the shit out. And she does it all the time, and she does it better than just about anybody. Her name is Jess Piper, and if you're not already following her, you need to immediately. Jess is a born and bred Southerner, having spent childhood and young adulthood in several Southern states until she landed in Arkansas. She graduated with an ABA in English and an MA in education from the University of Arkansas. <laughs> Jess is a fierce advocate for rural communities and public schools. She was an American literature teacher for 16 years and decided to run for a House seat in Missouri's first district in 2022. Although she lost the race, she continues her activism and is executive director of Blue Missouri. She also hosts an incredible podcast called Dirt Road Democrats. I feel like Jess is my Missouri sister from another mister, and I love talking to her. I know you're going to love her too. Enjoy. 
Welcome to the Are You Effing Kidding Me podcast. Jess Piper, I'm so excited that you're here on my podcast. Hey, Joe, it's good to see you. I mean, I'm, it's awesome to see you. It's awesome to have you just one-on-one because I've shared my time um, with my very dear friend Jill over at Red, White, and Blue, but now I get you all to myself. So <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, and thank you. I love being here. I was just listening to your Dirt Road, uh, Dirt Road Democrat podcast, and it's incredible. So um, we'll get to that at the end. But um, I, I just, you're amazing. You are. I'm just going to read this thing because this is the truth. And if you if you guys aren't familiar with Jess yet, which I cannot imagine could be true, you need to get familiar with her fast. I want her to meet everyone in the world. I want everyone to meet her because um, if you don't have a TV show and I'm in the next three years, I swear I will pull out my eyelashes one at a time on, on live stream. I'm not that, that, maybe but. that that would be a good tv show there would be a lot of your people to, uh tune in for that one joe you know the love that you have from twitter so <laughs> so much love so much love that uh certain i'll just say i won't even say his name that rhymes with pit and mouse because he decided to jump into my mentions and then that that is over and that's all i have to say about that but yeah i'm sure they would love they would probably pay money to watch me watch me push pull my eyelashes out but this is from so the bio on your podcast and i think this is the perfect sort of just like little snapshot to introduce people who might not be familiar with you i don't know how that could be jess piper is the lightning rod the shield and a sword for those who simply need the need to know that their voice is not alone by the way there's a grammatical error in this. this is this was not written by me by the way this is adam my producer okay so well tell adam tell about this. yeah he needs to go he needs to fix that one thing. It's supposed to say two. Jess Piper's lightning rod, the shield, and the sword for those who simply need to know that their voice is not alone, but part of a broad and growing network of folks who see the same thing. Decades of failed red state policies leaving generations behind as schools, jobs, and healthcare abandoned poor areas. That is just, 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 in, you didn't write it, but that is a really good kind of just quick snapshot before we jump into the meat of, of, of who you are and what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm born and bred rural person. I've always lived in rural spaces. And um, I look up and I see exactly what's going on, you know, and, and people think that folks like me don't exist. We're some kind of unicorn or something. But no, we're here. There are a lot of rural progressive folks. So so let's so let's talk about that. Let's, because I, I looked at this tweet, I still call them tweets, and it was a thread that you, you tweeted. Um, and here is what it says. Republicans have controlled the Missouri legislature since 2002, and they've run this state into the ground. What What's their legacy after two decades in power? Our roads are crumbling. 30% of Missouri public schools are on a four-day school week, and 10 rural hospitals have closed. Our rich Missouri farmland has been sold off to foreign interests and big money uh, monoculture corporations that openly funnel manure into our, into our rural waterways. Wow, what? With the Missouri GOP's blessing. The GOP overturned local control of CAFOs in 2019. They're so drunk on their own power that, that they think you won't notice that they cause the very same problems they complain about. But I know you better than that, friend. I know you see their shameful track record just as plain as I do. And and you know we've got to do something about it. And then you talk about the solution. The solution is you and me and a few thousand other folks who understand that the way we've been doing things for the last 20 years just hasn't worked. And it's high past time the grassroots folks like us band together and make sure every Democratic nominee puts their name on the ballot and has support, the support they need to fight as fiercely as we want and need them to. 
And if you want to make sure we're fighting like hell in every corner of the state, you need to be part of Blue Missouri. Help us fund nominees on every ballot. You're just you're not just identifying a problem and doing nothing about it. You're identifying a problem and you have a plan. So let's talk about that. I mean, let's talk about let's talk about Blue Missouri. Let's talk about this plan to get Democrats out there. So last year, Missouri, 40 percent of the seats went uncontested. That means we have 163 seats and that means 66 representatives walked down to Jeff City without so much as a job interview. They never had to get a website. They never had to talk to voters. They never had to go to a forum. They didn't have to answer questions. They didn't have to do shit. They walked down to Jeff City and got it, got that job. And they can be as extremist as they want because no one is running against them. And so after, you know, so many years, I contact, I call, I email, I do everything I can to contact my representatives. They don't care, Joe, like they don't care. Um, they don't call me back. They don't answer my questions and they don't have to because they have no opposition. They are safe where they are. So um, my first step was to run myself to say if nobody else is going to do it because we, we didn't have anyone on the ballot in 20. And I was just I'd had enough. I came home and told my husband, I'm going to run because nobody else is doing it. Right. That's the problem. And that's the problem, not just in Missouri, but in Ohio and in Iowa and in Nebraska and in Texas and all of these states that lean red or are red, they don't have candidates. They don't have Democratic nominees. And part of the reason for that, I'm guessing, but you can definitely speak to that, is is it feels as though the Democratic Party has largely just sort of abandoned these red states and walked away and sort of just said, we'll make these votes up elsewhere. But 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 that's not true, right? I mean, the when you when you really talk about what the people want and need, and you really explain to them, like, you know, these are things that we can we can offer you if you vote Democratic, um, then you can actually you can create, you know, more Democratic votes in these red states. But why does it feel as though the, the Democratic Party's walked away from, let's just say, Missouri? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, they're not sending in any money uh, into Missouri. So the National Party says Missouri's too red. It's too far gone. They they put their hands up and they walk away. And then what happens in state parties is that in, you know, in St. Louis, where the bulk of the Democrats are in Missouri, they look to districts like mine five hours away in the middle of the sticks and say, that district is too red. And then they walk away. So you have these huge voids in states and then in communities where um, people aren't hearing Democratic messages. And I'm not just talking about for a couple of years, but for decades. Because no one has been here. If you don't have candidates on the ballot, there is no one knocking a door. There is no one telling people, we want you happy, healthy, and educated, and this is how we'll do it. All they hear is this siloed information. They hear, you know, Fox and Breitbart, Newsmax, and they think that um, the Democrats really are demonic. They may drink blood. Uh, They may want to indoctrinate children because that's all they hear. Right. And it's uh, first of all, I think it's incredibly brave that you're knocking doors knowing, first of all, I've heard you talk about like you might knock a door and there's a good chance that the person behind that door has a gun. Yeah. There's also a good chance that they do think that, oh, this is a blood drinking Democrat, demonic, demonic Democrat. Like what what has that been like? It was um, most of the time I have to tell you, it was fantastic. I didn't have any issues, but it's different knocking doors in the country because it's not necessarily people haven't done it and people aren't super, super open to someone like driving down their driveway because we have long drives, you know, um, and but I, I'm white, um, you know, 
as white as they come. And so I'm not quite as scary uh, to them as what other people uh, might be. And so, I mean, in good conscience, I couldn't have some folks out knocking doors for me because I'm in the middle of nowhere. And it's like you said, there are guns behind the doors. Um, If nothing else, I didn't want my friends to have the police called on them, you know, because they're knocking doors and walking in small towns. So um, I I do love my community, but I also know some of the folks, you know, that other people would be knocking doors for. So I'm very mindful of that fact. And what has surprised you about the kinds of things that they've said or that you've the conversations that you've had? I mean, they can't be looking what I opened with. They can't be feeling real great about how things are going with, you know, crumbling roads and uh, four day school weeks. And uh, you've talked about not being able to buy milk. There's no place to buy milk in your town. So when you're knocking on these doors, having these conversations with people, how are they feeling? Has anything surprised you in the things that they've said? Yeah. uh, Well, the biggest surprise was a lot of folks telling me they couldn't vote for me because they were a Christian. Um, And so that kind of knocks you down because they think that, um, you know, Democrats are not Christians and cannot be Christians. Um, And other than that, a lot of people are confused about what's going on at the state. They would talk about Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. And while they're talking about their road, not having a shoulder. And I'm a friend. Um, You know, Joe Biden doesn't know where Maryville is, but your representative does. And he's the one who did this. Um, I had one woman. She I didn't put that I was a Democrat on my literature, which was smart on my. (laughs) But people would take it and flip it over and they'd read it and be excited and then find out I was a Democrat. And and I was talking to a lady whose kid went to a four day school week. They had just gone to four days. And she said, well, I see you're a teacher. And I said, yep. And I thought this is where I've got her. And she said. Um, you know, you can bring prayer back in school. And I was just blown away because you can pray anytime you want, right? Any kid can pray anytime they want, but you can't pray back 430 some odd days that your kid is going to miss K through 12, All right. 430 some odd days that five day kids get that hers won't, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can't pray away lunch balances, you know, hungry kids who can't eat at school. You can't pray that away either. You can pray in addition to having some action. But those were the things that kind of shocked me. Um, and, and that's why it's important to have people knocking and talking. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's a perfect opportunity for us to sort of incorporate because you brought up, you know, the school, this four day school week. There, there's this 
You talk a lot about this sort of sustained attack from from the right on public education. Um, and, and I wonder, you know, first of all, why? Why that would why they would be doing that? Um, what the correlation is to the four day school week and to the rollback of child labor laws and child labor protections. But let's just start with why. Why do Republicans want to dismantle public education? It goes way back <laughs> to the New Deal. <laughs> we want to go back to FDR. Um, it really does. That's when all of these um, these libertarian leaning folks, all of these Republicans who were pissed that they were going to have to pay um, a lot in taxes. And they decided they didn't want to do this. And one of the biggest things that America spends a lot of money on is public education. And so that is on the chopping block for them. And believe it or not, it has been since the 30s. It's just been in the last few decades that they've been actually been able to get it going. The four-day week is um, is a result of defunding schools in Missouri. So over two decades, because the GOP has been in control for two decades, they have chipped away at school funding. So we are 50th in the nation for teacher pay. The starting teacher pay um, by the law in Missouri is $25,000 a year for a bachelor's degree. And then we are 49th in educational funding. And that means that most communities, like really poor communities like, like mine, rely on, you know, property taxes and that sort of thing. And like you said, you mentioned, we don't we don't have stores here. We we have, you know, a, a couple gas stations and smoke shops. And you were right. I cannot buy a gallon of milk in my town, but there are three places I can buy a pack of cigarettes if I wanted to. So how does this benefit the people of Missouri? I mean, what, I don't really understand what are Republicans doing instead of doing Instead of making sure that the schools are funded and the roads are not crumbling, what are they doing? Well, right now they're sitting on $2 billion in surplus, $2 billion with a B. And every time you bring this up, they pivot. Look at the gun violence in St. Louis. Look at what's going on in Kansas City. One, what's that got to do with schools? And two, if we're going to talk about gun violence, who has control over, you know, making sure that we have good laws in Missouri? That's the GOP. So everything they do is smoke and mirrors. Everything they do is, hey, look over here. Don't pay attention to what we've done. And that's why when you look at what Missouri lawmakers talk about a lot, it's all Joe Biden. It's all Hunter Biden. It's all that crap because they know they have no record to stand on. And people are, one, voting against themselves often. But two, we go back to it. They don't have anyone to vote for. Mm -hmm. There are no candidates. So it's like the self-fulfilling prophecy of awful. So they're not expected to do anything because they, there's no accountability and there's no other alternative. Plus, they have this sort of like silo of information that, you know, the, the regular Missourian isn't going to get access to because it's all Newsmax and Fox and OAN and their newspapers are all Republican leaning. And so it's really it does this sort of like perpetuate itself and they don't have to ever do anything because they've already got it sort of set up in this very sweet spot. But it, it ends up hurting so many people. And it's not just Missouri. You know, it's a lot of red states where this is happening. And I think w with attention like yours, with people like you um, saying like, no, we, can, we let's invest a little time here. These yeah. Please don't forget about us. Like it feels like, you know, you're sounding the alarm that all these Missourians, but also lots of Americans are just being left behind when ultimately like they shouldn't be at all. In fact, we could really harness so much more power and regain control and push back against Republicans who don't even want to govern. They just seem to want to rule, right? They do. And once you get into this point, now we have Republicans 
fighting Republicans over who can be more extreme. We have acting senators that are taking boxes that are supposed to look like they're burning books and and they're lighting them on fire with flamethrowers. I mean, our AG today came out and said that we are not going to take federal funds and we're not going to do what we should for foster kids in Missouri by calling them by their preferred name and pronoun. Like there is just it's just an attack on attack. And when you look around, you just want to shake up folks and say, friend, you don't have a road to drive on. We can't scoop snow off of it because it's chip and seal because they don't pave our roads anymore because your kid only goes to school four days a week. And now we're passing vouchers, which is going to take more money. And what do they want in three? This is what I'm telling you they want. They want to close the schools. Mm. They Betsy DeVos, and I have said this before, she was she was very upfront about it because someone asked her, what does uh, school choice look like in a rural area? And she said, well, it looks like a kid on a farm. And let me tell you, everyone who lives in a rural area is not a farmer. They're not. It takes a lot of money to farm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, I imagine this kid is on the farm. He can put on headphones and listen to great books um, while he's in the field. And then when he's done doing that work, he can find an apprenticeship at a John Deere dealership, which is three hours from me. And then when he's done with that part of the workday, he can get a tutor. So she imagines, and this is what all of them imagine, is that there are no more brick and mortar schools in rural places. My kid isn't worth it. None of these kids are worth it. You know what they should do, Joe, is roll back the uh, the child labor law. And if you can't afford to send your kid to school, like you can't afford to send them to college, too bad. Send them to work. Yeah. They do not believe, right, that that all children are. They don't believe that education, public education is right. They believe that it's it should be reserved for those, you know, and it's not public anyway, but education should be reserved for those who deserve it. And like those who deserve it in their in their wisdom are white, right? Well to do, essentially, usually um, people of privilege who will, will happily use these children to, to fulfill these jobs that they don't want to take. that They don't want they don't want immigrants taking because they want to keep them out, too. Um, and Betsy DeVos, by the way, oh my gosh, we, uh, with her whole, they need guns for the bears. The, for the, <laughs> in cases that there's a bear in the woods. Um, but but this is a good also sort of pivot because I want to talk to you about, um, you know, this like the, the sort of Christianizing of, of, of schools also, um, where you've got lots of people talking about, like you said, prayer in school. And you've got people like Magam Mike Johnson and his wife, Kelly, which I want to ask you about. That's her name, right, Kelly? Um, but th- they want they want to start indoctrinating, indoctrinating more and more, basically, you know, Christian nationalism into our education. And Mike Johnson is now three heartbeats away from the presidency of the United States. And he, you talk about how he, he believes the evangelical stuff that he says. Um, but that also goes hand in hand with the, the, the dismantlement of public education and keeping religion out of the school. So let's let's start with I guess let's just start with Mike Johnson. And you know a bit, a bit about where Mike Johnson comes from in, in terms of his uh, the up- upbringing and the, the evangelical world. Yeah, I mean, I was born and raised in the same world that uh, he's from. He's a true believer. He really believes that he, um, with every step, he is hastening the return of Jesus Christ to gather Christians and take them into heaven and leave the rest of us here behind, which doesn't sound that bad. (laughs) 
Okay. Leave me. Sign leave me up behind, Mike. <laughs> Make sure you leave the wine. <laughs> so, but I mean, he really is a true believer and not to knock anyone's beliefs, but it's it, when you put folks like this in power, he is like climate. What does climate change mean to him? He doesn't care. He thinks the world is ending any time now, right? Um, all of these things don't matter to him. He thinks that he has a mandate from God to do what he's doing. And I'll tell you this, you know how Mike Johnson got into power? He wasn't opposed. Mm. He ran unopposed. Mm. And that, so when I say that the, there's no reason, like you said, to just focus on Missouri, because this isn't a Missouri problem. Missouri politics bleed, literally bleed into all politics. Our AG, you know, tries to, um, you know, fight mask mandates when we had COVID. Now he tries to go after trans kids. They're not staying in their lane. They're coming out. And Republicans figured out a long time ago, you don't have to take over the federal government if you can take over enough states. And that's what they have done. And I'm telling you, I don't want to throw any shade at our own party, but they have been complicit by walking away, by saying we can't compete in Missouri or Iowa, so let's go somewhere else. Now it's it's on all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have to talk to somebody about Missouri politics. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's because we haven't stopped it. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't stopped the bleed, and it continues with people like Mike Johnson. Right, and ascending to... It's an incredible position of power. Um, it should it should send a shiver down all our spines that we can't ignore Louisiana in his case or or Missouri in so many other cases because the, if this is I always think of the way they kind of sneak in from the bottom up. You know, it really they do. I mean, they infiltrate the school boards and they infiltrate the local state elections, and then all of a sudden you're like, who the hell is Mike Johnson? <laughs> Why does his wife talk that way? Because it's so weird. And let's just sit, spend a second on that because you know a little bit. And if you're not familiar, she has this, I don't know, can you do it? Can you imitate it? Because it's very signature. If you've seen the Duggars, right? So I don't know if you can imitate it, but like, if you can. I'm, I'm not very good at it, but I was born and raised with it. And this is what it sounds like. And you make yourself small and meek and mild and submissive. And you let, you know, others tell you what's going on. And as soon as I heard her voice, I was like, ah, uh, I know you. <laughs> you. You were my Sunday school teacher, you know, and I know that she probably didn't wear pants most of her life. I guarantee you she didn't wear pants and her hair was down to her butt because I know her because mm. she is Michelle Duggar because she is these people. Um, and actually, I found out that uh, Mike Johnson and, and the, the Duggar that the bad one that's in jail now, they actually had some photo ops together. But oh, shocker. The, yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The thing is, we, every fundamentalist I know, as soon as we heard her, her voice, a shiver went down our spine. And I made a video about that and it got taken down. <laughs> For bullying. <laughs> How is it bullying? I don't understand. You're just being truthful. I mean, like, there's parodies all over. I do that Becky Sue. They don't say that that's bullying. I'm from New Jersey. I don't have a Southern accent. I think sometimes they, they get the trolls out there and they target when it's a really good, really effective video. Because I saw it. I was like, this is brilliant. And then I shared it and it was gone. But it was... It was gone. <laughs> but it opened my eyes because I was like, oh my gosh. That's because everyone saw this video, this interview with Mike. Mega Mike and his wife, who was really scary, it was like a Stepford vibe, but beyond that. And when you came and named it, it made so much sense. It was like, she's talking really weird. She is much smaller and demure. And it was like, yes, the voice was, and it was just disturbing. I mean, it was, it went viral and your video was amazing. But, but, the, but I was reading about their backstory. I don't know if you know this, the origin of their, their romance. On their first date, they discovered they both wanted to name their first daughter Hannah. And I was so Jersey, I said daughter. And their first son, Jack, three weeks later, Mr. Johnson confessed his love. And then they were engaged for six months or six months later. And then exactly one year later, they married. I mean, that's, I mean, I guess people meet in all sorts of weird circumstances. It's like, oh my God, you want to name your son this? And you're like, I don't know, something about that whole thing just feels like a little bit of a smokescreen or hiding something very sinister behind it there is always some, there is always something that feels off with those folks and i know why you know i was i was raised around it now not to say that because i had wonderful women in my church who showed me nothing but love but these sorts of people um aren't looking out for just their community members they're actively attacking folks who are marginalized and oppressed like these aren't nice people um who just happen to be fundamentalists not at all uh, these are people who have been reaching for power for a long time, and now they have it. Yeah, I mean, in her particular case, you know, she's a, con- well, I guess she was a conversion therapist. I'm going to put there. Uh-huh. Right? And and they have very extreme views on, on homosexuality, on, you know, transgender, on uh, abortion. They want to put, you know, doctors in prison and work camps. They, 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 it's very very extreme and like you said these are not good people and their agendas are very sinister in those ways right. and they definitely need to be paid attention to and mike maga mike's access to power right now is we should again it's an, it's an alarm that we cannot ignore these these red states um plus you know i just don't think it's it's it, it is incumbent upon us to take care of all of our citizens you know and, and by just walking away from states where those people need things like to think that we just be like, well, sorry, you're a lost cause. That's not who we are. So it's time for the Democrats to wake up. And all of these ballot measure initiatives that we've seen on abortion in state after state, like Ohio and Kansas, um, the, the, the people are actually speaking pretty loudly when given the chance. And so the Democrats need to listen to that. Um, what, what gives you hope? What, if anything, gives you hope right now moving into you know 2024 and beyond? The kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's uh, talking to young people um, who uh, don't care if someone is trans. They don't care if they're gay. They don't care if if they need access to health care. They want to get that for them. Um, it's the kids who 
oftentimes don't identify as Democrats. They don't a lot of times they don't like to be called a Democrat, um, but they vote for progressive, you know, ballot initiatives and that sort of thing and progressive folks. So they give me hope in seeing that in every state that vouchers is put on the ballot, it loses every state that abortion is put on the ballot. It wins. People are waking up. And uh, Sarah Kenzer is an author from Missouri, and she said something about Missouri. She said, it's not red, it's bleeding. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I feel that because when I talk to folks, they don't want to live under this oppression. They don't want their neighbor who has a child who is gay to be, you know, harmed. They don't want to ban books and they don't want to attack teachers. When you talk to regular people, they want what all of us want. It's just that we need folks getting out there and telling them the message and telling them this is the if you vote for this person, they're going to help you, not hurt you. Yeah, I mean, so important. It's so important because they're not getting the option. (laughs) They're not getting the information and they're not getting the option. And that's all indicative of being left behind, being forgotten. And, And it really it. It, it's not a simple fix, obviously, but it is something that someone like you can lead the charge on. You are leading the charge on. So you give me hope. I mean, the young people definitely give me hope, but you absolutely give me hope. And and I want a Jess in every red, red state. But that part about misery bleeding was, was very profound. And it's it's very sad because at the end of the day, most Americans really, they don't have an appetite for all of that dysfunction. They don't, they don't want to attack each other. They don't want to talk about demons and, you know, <laughs> they just, they want their kids to have good educations. They want them to be happy, healthy. They want roads they can drive on. They want grocery stores they can shop in. It's it's not as, I don't think we're as divided on these things as, as Republicans in particular would like us to think, right? We're not. And that's how you know when you talk, to, when you knock doors and talk to people. And it's going to take I think that people need to uh, rethink about what it means to be a win, to have a win. I did not win, but I made the Republicans spend $100,000. I made the nominee stay home and knock doors and come to forums and talk to people and answer questions. I didn't let them put that money in their pocket and head to, you know, to Jeff City or to Columbia and start chipping away at our blue areas. That's why it's important, even when we know this is not going to flip in a cycle. It may not flip in three cycles. But you're going to make progress every time and people around you hear the message. And that's what it's about. Yeah, it's it's piece by piece. But but if you don't even try, you're never going to get there. So um, I appreciate you. I just really appreciate you. And 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 what we saw in a lot of the elections in, in this past November was a lot of rejection of of what is happening in your state. But the people of your state and a lot of other red states need the options. They need that the possibility. They need people to say this, this will this we can achieve this here. This is how um, it may not happen overnight. You may have a couple of cycles where you're like, oh, shit, we got some scary people up in there. But, you know, as we saw on school board after school board all over this country, but Pennsylvania, oh, my God, they were like, hey, right wing streamers, bye bye. And so it's and people were like really, really freaking out all over the place because they were scared because crazy shit's been happening. But, you know, pe- the, the, the we the people, we the people, we have a hard time being suppressed. We don't like all of that stuff. Yet. So try and keep us down at your peril. You can't keep Jess Piper down. <laughs> Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back 
propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so with that, we're going to switch to very quickly a rapid-fire random question round. Okay? okay. I do this at the end of all my podcasts. I find it my favorite because it's it's very, very serious. No, I'm kidding. It's not at all serious. But, um, okay, we do three questions, answer whatever, obviously. Whatever comes to your mind. Question one. Usually, actually, my son wants to write these every time. He didn't write these because he was a school, whatever. School. Learning. He learns history, people. I don't even know what that's about, but we're going to do something about it ASAP. And he probably goes five days a week. My God. Oh, my gosh. Five days a week. And by the way, I think his history teacher, social studies, as they call it, um, believes that the 2020 election was legitimate. I mean, I'm like, what? Oh, legit. <laughs> you got a and good one. That the founding fathers did not imagine AR-15s when they when they wrote the Second Amendment. Are you kidding? I my know. God crazy revolutionary these people um but that we're gonna put him in jail i'm just kidding question one have you ever met a celebrity which celebrity would you like to meet i have met uh claire mccaskill and i thought like she's kind of a celebrity right yeah Um, and a celebrity i would like to meet i don't know i don't know who that would be because i don't really um like i'm not a movie person or anything Mm -hmm. like that music uh claire i met jason kander uh, Obama. Obama. Oh, my God. I would die. And I saw a picture of you with Joe Biden. Oh, what? yeah. <laughs> we met. We met. We met one time. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. He he did not smell my hair. But yeah. But you. I Obama. Michelle Obama. Right. Like on that list. Jason Kander yeah. is awesome. I love him. I we need He's to. Fantastic. And Claire McCaskill is legend. Like she's just you. Sh- I cannot. You two combining forces. I mean, I should just see this like light, blue light coming out of Missouri and just like, like shining up into the heavens. Like the, that, is, that would be fantastic. Yeah. You're like a, the Wonder Twins. Um, yeah. I met Bono once. I accidentally yelled at him. That was bad. Yeah. That's a whole story. At the, at the airport, he was tapping my shoulder and I turned around and I was like, what? He's Bono. And he's like, can I get, can I get boy? And I was like, uh, yes, Bono. You can have anything you want. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then I was on the flight with him and I was mortified the whole time. Okay. Number two. What, oh, what did you do as a teenager that makes you cringe now? <laughs> oh, well, there's one thing I did that I, I should never have done. This is the worst thing I've ever done in my life was I, we used to cruise town. You know, you would drive up and down the the road and we would holler at our friends, do whatever. Well, I had been drinking. Um, and anyway, my ki- my friends had been throwing out little um, firecrackers to our friends when we would see them, we would throw them out. This is small town shit. 
Um, and so finally I've had enough to drink and I was like, give me one of those firecrackers and it's a bottle rocket and I light it and throw it out and there is a cop right there in his, and it blows up in his lap, in his lap. <laughs> and of course he chases us and um, it was back in the day when there were no cell phones or anything, 1992. So we got away um, and it was, it was a fantastic night. But um, if that police officer from Ozark, Arkansas that was me. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. Like, that's terrifying. Like, I'm like what, what, what have you done? If you got, what your parents have said, if you got caught doing that, but we did. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You know, it was back in the day. But you yeah. were meant to learn the lesson of just how scary it was without the lesson of like all the other stuff that would have come. Right. I learned the lesson to drive really fast, find a country <laughs> road and black out, turn off the lights, wait. <laughs> Perfect. Guys, <laughs> listen to Jess. She is wise. She knows. Um, it, that's just, I imagine your heart just sink as you're like, no. Well, I remember I was, and, I'm, and I was, I'll tell this really fast. I was my first year driving and I was driving back from the prom. We do the prom weekend where you go down the shore. We call it the shore. It's the beach. And like, I was driving all my girlfriends back. We're all hung over. And there's a police officer. I'm on the parkway, turnpike. And there's two sections of the turnpike, local and express, and there's this divider between them. And I was so stupid. The cops on the local side, I'm on the express side, and I'm flying. I'm flying, and we're all partying, dancing, like, and I'm like, hey, waving at the cop, like, but whatever. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that those two roads would ever merge, <laughs> which they do, as I now know and did then, because all of a sudden he was right behind me. <laughs> yes. He did not pull me over, which is shocking. I think he was just like a bunch of drunk Jersey girls winning it out <laughs> on the prom. But that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Well, there's a lot of dumb things. So, okay, last yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> a genie grants you the ability to have an infinite, oh, to have infinite amounts of one item. What is it? Oh, my God. Girl, I want to say money to pass it out to it, everybody. Mm. That sounds awful, but no, it's true. To feed the world, to make sure have people have everything they need and just get by, right? Yeah. Um, so if it's money, if it's love, if it's uh, if it's good vibes, whatever it is, just to make this world, and this sounds corny, but just to make this world easier on everybody. And I know you're raising kids, I'm raising kids, and I have adult kids, and like it doesn't go away. The things that you feel about children, it only gets worse as they get older because you don't have constant contact with them. You're worried about them. But if you can make sure that like every young person had um, a great mindset and what they needed to get by in this world, like like I did in the early 90s, like my parents did in the 70s, I think that that would be fantastic. I mean, for God's sake, they're trying to pass off van life to our kids, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they can't afford rent. Right. Um, so, yeah, a, a genie full of money just. Yeah. <laughs> We need we need better people to have control of all the money because we have people who have so much money and they don't think like that. And and right. and our generation is like, wait, weren't we supposed to be doing better than our parents? What happened? And yeah. like, what? Wait, what? What's what's going on? Um, yeah. Okay. So so they people can find you, of course, on your podcast, um, Dirt Road Democrat. And then okay. you are also tell Blue Missouri. Where can they find you there? Where can they find uh -huh. Missouri? BlueMissouri.org, and that's an organization I work with that funds down ballot candidates. We're the only organization that I know of in Missouri that specifically sends money to candidates who the who don't get any money from the party or anybody else. 
we fund them uh, through our memberships. And so it's a fantastic organization. You can find me on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all all the places. And I, I'm not kidding. This is me definitely fangirling. You guys, Jess is a powerhouse. I tell everybody I know, um, I think that you... You just you you check all the boxes. You're genuine. You're real. You're you know you 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 have your thumb on the pulse of what's going on, but you really understand these issues and you understand how important democracy is. That we understand that it's it's a breathing thing that needs constant attention, and you cannot be passive about democracy. We now know that when we are passive about democracy, those who don't have our best interests in mind and in heart, they come in and they take over and we lose lots of things that we value because you just you just get in the mix and you tell it like it is. You keep it real. Um, you are brave and fierce and strong. And I am so grateful for your voice in this world. And like, and I, I, I can't. I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for talking about the difficult things. Thanks for sticking it out when people are so awful and they're so terrible at times, you know, and you just keep going because like you said, what are we going to do? We can't stop. There's nothing gets better if we if we stop. So we just keep going forward. And I appreciate you and everything you're doing. I, thank you so much. And I think that these coalitions that, you know, you get a M- Missouri, Arkansas, Arkansas, Missouri mom, and you get a mom in New Jersey and you're like, well, hold on a minute. We do have a lot in common at the end of the day. And we're not going to cede this ground and we're not going to walk away. They're not going to scare us. And boy, do they ever try. They are real mean to me and Jess. They say awful things about the way that we look. And it yeah. really makes me sad. And I don't want to play anymore. Can you imagine? I'm a grandmother. People talk about me being fat or visiting the Sizzler. And I'm like, dude, I have cookies in my purse right now. I don't need the Sizzler. I don't care. Like they call they call this a meth den. And my uh, they, my kids who have now interrupted my podcast like 16 times today that they don't that they're not, they're not allowed to see me. But yes, yeah, that keeps me up at night. It really does. Like if you yeah. guys think that this kind of shit is going to move Jess Piper or me. Good luck with that. We really yeah. bl- bless your heart. <laughs> bless your heart. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Are You Been Kidding Me podcast. Thank you again to my amazing guest, Jess Piper. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you, Joe. Are You Effing Kidding Me is a production of the Political Voices Network. Please visit us at politicalvoicesnetwork.com. Mm-hmm.